Aloha, people of God. It's your brother, Mike Dillard, coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted. Oh, I am very well today. I hope all of you are doing very well today. I'm excited to deliver another message for you. This is an encouraging message. You know, sometimes these messages are heavy. Sometimes they heavy, right? This is not a heavy message. It is an encouraging message. And I pray that you would receive it as such. Okay. We're going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and pray. And then we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. Okay. Heavenly Father, we thank you for being our God and our Father. We thank you for being Almighty God over all creation, oh God, that before anything was, you am God. We thank you for being God and we thank you for being good. We thank you, God, for being holy and just God. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for being righteous, God. And thank you, Father, for having everybody's very best interests at heart, Father. We thank you for the plans, Father, that you have for every single one of your children, no matter where they are right now in proximity to you. Father, thank you that you have a plan and you have not discarded that plan and you're not going to change your mind about what you created your people to do, God. Father, I pray you would anoint this message. I pray you would give your people insight, God. Give them understanding, God, even as they're receiving this word, Father God. Hallelujah. Oh, God, open their eyes, God. Open their understanding, God. Hallelujah, God. Cause them to grow in their faith, oh God, and to reach out to you and to trust you, God. And lastly, to believe in you and to believe on you, God. The things that you have said you're going to do, not just in general, but that you're going to do for them specifically. Oh, God. Help us to receive this type of love that you have for us, this special love that you have for us as your children, God. Oh, God, I pray these things in the mighty name of your son, Jesus, and we consider it done. Thank you. Amen. All right. All right. All right. So the title for this episode is Keep Your Mind Stayed on God. Keep your mind stayed on God. So right off the bat, some of you probably already are thinking of a particular scripture that contains that passage about keeping your mind stayed on God. So what we'll do is read that. That's actually Isaiah 26, verse three. I like to read from the King James. Y'all already know that. So here we go. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Did you catch that? Let's go back and read this again, okay? Isaiah 26, verse 3 says, Thou, that was God, thou wilt keep him. Him is the person that's focused on God. So him is it can be a son of God. It actually can be a daughter of God. It's the Christian that's focused on the Lord. So thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Okay, so here we go right there. 
This is about the primary focus for Christians. See, as you all know by now in your Christian lives, whether you're a mature Christian or whether you're a little baby Christian or not, you have surely seen your this world is chaotic. OK, you're on a battlefield. There's stuff whizzing by you all the time. Spiritually, stuff is happening. Even when you think good stuff's going to happen, you know what? A lot of times bad stuff just happens. Things don't pan out the way you expected them to pan out. Stuff happens. But you know what? The Lord expects his people, all right, to focus on what he told them. See, it doesn't matter what somebody else is doing. That doesn't matter. God has instructions for all of his people, okay? God has very specific instructions. And I don't mean like what is in the Bible. I'm talking about marching orders. I'm talking about very specific instructions, right? You know, the Bible talks about, um, you know, there's what the, there's what the feet is doing. Then there's what the hands are doing. You know, all of these pieces are a part of the overall body of Christ, right? But each, each piece has a different function. Okay. A different function. And so you're, you and I are a part of the body of Christ, but that don't mean that you have the same marching orders that I do, okay? And I don't have the same marching orders as you do. So we have to be careful not to judge somebody else that is actually doing what the Lord told them to do. Because what the Lord told somebody, told, told me to do might look very different from what he told you to do. OK, so you see everybody else doing something, but then you see a Christian doing something that to you doesn't look right. Are you going to judge that person? You're going to talk evil about that person or are you going to be like, hmm, Lord, I wonder what that person's doing. Well, God, you know, if, if it's not of you, you know, please help them. But, you know, God, I pray you help them to, to do your will. Right. I mean, if you got to say anything at all. Come on now. Right. You have to use wisdom, okay? God has different plans for all of his people. And so a great example of this is with Jehu, okay? Now, if you guys don't know who Jehu is, Jehu was a commander that actually worked in Ahab's army. You know, after Ahab died, it passed on his son. His son took over. But Jehu was a commander Amongst many commanders in that army, the word of the Lord came to a prophet and the Lord said, anoint Jehu king over Israel. So the prophet went in, he anointed, you know, he basically got uh, Jehu away from all the other commanders, took him into a room and then told him, this is what the Lord says. Right. The Lord told Jehu one, he was going to anoint him. He was anointing him to be king Two. That he was called to wipe out his master's whole family. In other words, God called him to kill everybody in J. Excuse me, in uh, in Ahab's family. No one was to be spared. Now you had all of those other commanders there. That word didn't come to them. But when Jehu got the word, Jehu received it as the word of the Lord. He took it to heart and he executed it. With all the might that he could muster, everything that he had in him, he went out immediately and did that thing. Now, don't you think that some of the other commanders knew Jehu? They all knew Jehu. Why was Jehu doing what he was doing? None of the other commanders were doing that. But you know what? It's what the Lord point blank told Jehu to do. 
And Jehu couldn't be focused on what everybody else was doing because he was focused on what the Lord told him. Right. If Adam and Eve had focused on what the Lord had told them, none of us would be in this situation right now. Right. Sin entered the world through Adam and Eve's disobedience. And Satan understood that. And that's why, you know, Eve said, well, God said such and such and such. Right. And then the serpent said, did God say, did God say, right? He twisted it all around. They wasn't focused on what the Lord told them point blank to do. They didn't listen and, you know, humanity fell, so to speak. And the devil took control of the world. So here we have it in the very, even in the very beginning, we can see how humans tend to not focus on the word of the Lord for whatever reason. Maybe they don't think they're worthy and we're not worthy to receive God's word. That's true. But or maybe we don't believe that the Lord actually spoke to us. I mean, after all, who are we? Why, why would the Lord talk to us? But what you have to do is shift your mindset from looking at little old you to understanding that you are is who you are to God. It's not what your idea. My identity is Michael Dillard. You know, I was born in New Jersey. I'm this I'm I'm 53 years old, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's not the identity. My identity, my true identity. I am a son of the most high God. Brothers, you are sons of the most high God. Sisters, you are daughters of the most high God. That is who you are. Before anything else, that is who you are. And so when the word of the Lord comes to you, receive it that it is the word of the Lord. Okay, believe that the Lord is actually speaking to you. The Lord gives you a word. He will confirm it through his word or with signs and wonders. That is who the Lord is. He doesn't change. He's like that. You get a word from the Lord, ask him to confirm it. I mean, honestly, you don't even have to ask him because that is his nature. He will confirm it. But if you want to, you can go ahead and ask him because it's scriptural. Hey, I believe I got this word. Lord, would, uh, show me. Confirm this, please. And he will do it. He might send somebody across your path that doesn't know anything about what was told to you. But that person might say the exact thing the Lord said, or it'd be a piece of it. So, for example, I have a very good friend of mine named Yvette. She's a friend. She's a sister in Christ. She's a business partner in the Bahamas. She also has a prophetic gift. The Lord gave me a very specific dream. It's very, I'm not going to go into all of the details right now. It was very specific. It's been guiding my life probably for the last five or six years. But every so often, I kind of look around and I'm like, did the Lord really tell me that? Because the dream is, is so big, it's so vast. And, you know, the mind naturally just says, did I make that up? And, and what happened one day, the Lord gave Yvette a piece. He just gave Yvette a question or it was like a statement for me. And when she said, when I talked to her one day, she basically said, look, I don't know what this means. The Lord told me to tell you such and such. I have no idea what it means, but I have an idea. You know what it means. And when she said that to me, I kind of freaked out. Right. Because I knew what it meant. It, it was it was in response to the dream that he gave me about my life. 
So as I began wondering, is this thing true? The Lord spoke to my sister and gave her a word to tell me, which lined up. No one could have possibly known about that dream. So I knew it was the Lord confirming for me. See stuff like that. So sometimes the Lord will send somebody by. Sometimes the Lord will have you turn in the Bible to a particular scripture. You know, he has a way that he will confirm your word that you received. He will confirm that. So, you know, if you get a word and you think it's from the Lord, hey, let's do the biblical thing and look for confirmation. Pray and ask for confirmation. And when, you know, when you get that, now you can go ahead and execute that. Run with it. And some things, you know, the vision is for a set time. So it, it may not be like the thing the Lord gave me. It's something that's taken years and years and years. But now I'm seeing the beginning stages and I'm really excited. I'm like, wow, the Lord told me this almost like, you know, eight years ago. And now here it comes. It's coming to pass. So, you know, be encouraged. Remember when the Lord gives you a word, hold on to it. And what this says in that scripture, Isaiah 26, three, going back there. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. This essentially is a formula for Christians to live in this world. OK, it's very chaotic. Stuff is going on all the time. The devil's always trying to take your peace. Stuff be happening. Right. But if you if you can't think of any other scripture, then what you need to do is think about this. It's a promise. God is telling you, listen, I will keep you in perfect peace if you do what? Keep your mind stayed on me. I will keep you in perfect peace. It's right there. And then it says, because he trusteth in me. So what is keeping your mind stayed on the Lord? Right. There's the promise of what God's going to do. But remember, God always has his part and man, we always have our part. So if we keep our minds stayed on the Lord, then he will keep us in perfect peace. It's right there. You don't need to go get drunk. You don't need to go buy some pills. You don't need to go, you know, do whatever you do. To, you don't need to do that. What you do need to do is learn how to keep your mind stayed on the Lord. And essentially what that is, you know, like certain dogs have a lock jaw, like pit bulls, right? Pit bulls have a lock jaw. They're scary animals because they're very mean sometimes if you train them that way. And they're very muscular. They're powerful. They have a very strong jaw. And when they bite down, it's like they're, I'm not a doctor. I'm just saying, but from what I've heard, it's like their jaw it's, it's kind of hinged. Right. And when they bite down, it, it locks in place. So it, it literally is locked. You're, you're not going to be able to get the, get their mouths off of you. So in, in a similar sense, what you have to do is you have to lock your mind on the word of God, on what God told you. And, and, and faith cometh by hearing, the Bible says, hearing by the word of God. So what you have to do is you have to. Hold on to the word God gave you. Write it down. Write it down and make it like a special entry in your journal or there's a special part in your Bible. And, you know, this is the word that the Lord gave to me. And you need to say it over and over and over again to yourself. You're not just reading it like, 
Oh, God said this and that to me. Ain't no power in that. Right. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You need to have power when you say these things. You read those scriptures over yourself. You speak them out aloud powerfully and you keep telling yourself that. And as you're doing that, your faith which is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. As you continue to essentially preach this word over yourself, doesn't matter if you're not a preacher or an evangelist or a teacher or a prophet, doesn't matter. You have a mouth. You can say what thus saith the Lord. You can read that scripture over yourself. As you're reading it, don't you know you're putting God's word out, his creative word out into the air? This ain't no crazy universal stuff. This is the real thing. God's word creates reality. So as you're seeing this, as you're believing this, it's building faith in you and it's building up the substance for the things that you're hoping for. If there's no substance, then there is nothing there. So if God gave you a word, but you're not doing your part in it to lock your mind onto what God said, the faith is not building in you. You know, faith is the substance. When the lady had the issue of blood, we see in that we see right there in the Bible. Hold on. Let me let me pull up that scripture for you. I didn't plan on saying it, but here we go. A woman with the issue of blood. Oh, there it is. I just typed in woman and said issue of blood. Good thing Google was listening to me. But I'm bump. <laughs> OK, Luke 8, 43 through 48. Now, there was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years. And though she had spent all she had on physicians, no one could cure her. She came up behind Jesus and touched the fringe of his clothes and immediately her hemorrhage stopped. Hold on. Let me pull it up from the King James. Hold on a second, y'all. Luke 8, 43, 48. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Luke 8, 43 through 48. Okay. King James. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Okay, okay, okay. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood stanched. In other words, it stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee. In other words, they're all about you and press thee and sayest thou who touched me. And Jesus said, somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. So see, this woman had this issue of blood. At some point, she heard about Jesus. She spent all of her money trying to get healed. She, they couldn't do nothing for her. But then she heard about Jesus. She told herself over and over and over again, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. She was speaking that out. She was uh, uh, keeping her mind stayed on him. And, and the faith 
was building up in her. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word. She kept telling herself again and again and again. And then she took action. She went to find Jesus. She found Jesus and touched him. And what happened? The faith went out of him or in King James, it says the virtue. Virtue went out of him. Power went out of him. He said, who touched me? He wasn't talking about the physical touch. And that's why his disciples, they didn't understand because everybody's touching you, master. What are you talking about? You're in a crowd. People are all touching you. But Jesus knew what he was talking about. Okay. That woman touched him with her faith that she built up over time, saying about the Lord, about how he was healing people. And, oh, he's, he's a miracle worker. If I could just touch him, I would be healed, too. And her faith grew in her until she literally touched him with her faith. The power went out. Jesus wasn't even focused on her. Do you see that? He wasn't even focused. on. He was doing his own thing. But the lady was focused on him. <laughs> she was focused on him. So focused on who he was, on what he had done, on what he could do for her, the power just went out of Jesus and healed her instantly. See, that is how you keep your mind stayed on God. Remember him. Remember the things that he's done for you. Remember the things that he's done for other people in the Bible or other Christians that you know about. Even me, I don't share a lot of things that the Lord has done with me. Okay, I'm... I'm a son of God. You a son of God. I'm a son of God. You a daughter of God. We children of God. OK, believe that he will do it. If he gave you a word. Coming to a close. If the Lord has given you a word, I'm telling you, there is a part that you have to do to receive that word. Too many people believe just because God gave him a word, it's going to come to pass. No, no. Some things the Lord says will come to pass regardless of what we do, because that's according to his plan. But more often than not, when God gives us a word, there's things that we need to do. We need to lock our mind on what he said. Don't you know that the devil's going to try to steal those words from you? Don't you know that the devil, your enemy, is going to try to corrupt the words that God gave you so that it means something else? So that you put belief in something else, which is not going to be the outcome that the Lord told you. That's that's what he does. He, the thief cometh not but to kill, steal and destroy. If you let him do it, that's on you. Right. That's on you. Because the Lord gave you a word. He entrusted you with a word. And, and, and here we go. We have to change the way we're looking at the vessels that God is using. OK, you, yeah, you can read in the Bible and see God clearly spoke. You know, God sat down on the top of the mountain. It smoked. There was fire and God smoked and the people was terrified. Moses said, I'm so terrified. He was terrified. Moses said he was terrified when he heard God's voice. Yes, God speaks that way. OK. And that's very big and bold and dramatic. But God uses people. So if you're not expecting God, who is everywhere, knows everything, owns everything, has all power. Literally, all God has to do is say something and it's created. He has no limits. He has no impossibilities. Nothing is impossible for our God. So you have to, when the word comes to you, 
And, and it's through someone that you know is a Christian. They're a real Christian. Hey, God, talk to that person. You need to receive it, not as, not as words from that human. That is the Lord. Don't you know the Holy Ghost, who is God, is inside that brother? They're inside that sister. And when they give you that word and the Holy Spirit confirms that word, then you know. That was a word from the Lord, just as sure if Jesus Christ appeared in front of you and spoke to you. His word is his word. You and I, we have to change how we are looking at the words of the Lord. We all say, I said it at least one time. Oh, if only the Lord would say this. If I was there and Jesus spoke to me, I would I would have said that. No, you wouldn't. Because if you ain't doing it now, you, you wouldn't have done it then. Okay, the Bible says my sheep know my voice. See, so even though you don't see Jesus walking around, faith coming by here, you know, if you have faith to hear what thus saith the Lord, if you have ears to hear what thus saith the Lord, those ears are rooted in faith. Guess what? You know his voice. So Jesus don't got to walk up next to you looking like Jesus from back in the day. He's going to speak to one of his people. And if you're listening, okay, we are coming to a close. If you are listening out for his voice because you're his sheep and you love him, you will hear his voice. It will be quickened to you, that word. It'll, it'll quicken to you all the way deep on the inside in your spirit. And you're going to be like, wait a minute, hold, hold up. That went right to my core. That was the word of God. Woo, I receive it. Receive that word. You can get happy about the word. Get happy. The Lord spoke something to me. Okay. Now you cherish that word. Cherish it. Don't treat it like any other word from somebody else. You look at that word all the time. You read it. You pray about it. You remember what the Lord said. Amen. And you build up your faith for the thing that the Lord said he would do. Almost done. Numbers 23, verse 19. Uh, the word came to me to tell you, trust in the Lord. Trust in his word. Trust in his promises. Trust in his kindness. Trust in his goodness. Trust in his mercy. Come on now. Trust in his plans for you. Trust in his concern for you. Right? You can trust the Lord and relax in him. Why? Because the Lord don't change. And he's not going to change his mind about you. The Lord created you and me with a specific purpose. He's not going to change his mind. He's not like some men are who's wishy-washy and always changing their mind. Well, how do you know that, brother? How do we know this, brother Mike? Because it's right in the Bible. Numbers 23 verse 19 says, God is not man that he should lie or a son of man, that he should change his mind. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not fulfill it? The Lord God will not change his mind about you. He is your father. He is your Lord. He is your savior. He is your king. He is your maker and your creator. Amen. And he alone knows of the plans he has for you. We are coming to a close, but we got we to ride it out here. We got to ride it out here. Look, the Lord is doing a new thing right now. His spirit is moving about the planet on the body of Christ in ways that we have not seen since maybe, you know, the, the first church. 
So a lot of the things and and the Lord and let me say this. The Lord is God, so he don't got to do the same thing twice. He's doing a new thing in you and in me. So you can't be looking around at everybody else. Let me see what they doing. No, 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 no. You can't look around at somebody else for confirmation because the Lord is doing something new in your life. You can't even look back over your life for confirmation. Why? Because the Lord is doing something new. And he said in Jeremiah 29, right? I alone know of the plans I have for you. You don't know what they are. Don't nobody else know what they are. You can't look around. The only place you can look is to God's word. What did he tell you? What did God promise you? What did he say to you? That's what you hold on to. If you let it go, I mean, that, that's on you, right? That's on you. Honor the word of God. Amen. Honor the word of God. Revere the holy word of God and receive it with fear and adoration. It's special. It came specifically to you. This is not a generic message. If you are hearing this message, it's because the Lord wanted you to hear it. And you may not hear this message for three, four, five years, but you better know when you get it, it was because you were supposed to get it. Receive the love of the Lord. He loves you very specifically. He made you very specifically and he will keep you very specifically. So when he gives you a word, it is a specific word for a specific time, which will bring about a specific set of events in your life. Hold on to that word. All right. All right. All right. That's it. Hey, 30 minutes. I love you so much with the love of God, even though I never met you. You are my brother and sister in Christ, which means there's some similarities that we share. Life is not fair. OK, especially not to the Christian, because this world is full of demonic activity and wicked people that do not know the Lord and want to hinder you. But you have to keep going back to the Lord. You hold on to your faith. You don't compromise. You cry all the louder. The sheep that falls in the ditch bleats the loudest when you get in trouble and stuff is going on. Help, help, Jesus, help, help, help. Right. Cry out all the more. All the more. Jesus was coming by. We really are going to close. I'm so sorry. It just keeps coming up, right? <laughs> Look, Jesus was coming by the, that particular man. He wanted healing. He was crying out, you know, oh, thou son of David, help me. And what did, what did his disciples do? They basically told him to shut up. Hey, you, shut up. But the Bible tells out tells us that the man cried out all the more, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And what happened? Jesus came over to him and healed him. He gave him what he was desiring. That is the way the Lord is. He does not change. So no matter what you're going through, I'm telling you, when it gets rough, when it gets tough, when you feel you've had enough, you have got to cry out to the Lord all the more. All the more. Amen. Now we are finished. I love you with the love of the Lord. Okay. I love you with the love of the Lord. Always remember, submit yourself first unto God, then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Until next time, aloha.
and be blessed.